From Numbers chapter 6, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give to you peace. So shall you put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, we do once again pray for your spirit to fill this place in such a way that we just don't hear this word, but that the word has that power, that effect in which you call upon it, that it changes lives. Lord, change our lives by this blessing that you give to us, we pray, in your son's name. Amen. Please be seated, and if you would, grab your Bibles. As always, we have Bibles in the back. It's important for us, we believe, for you to have the scripture in front of you as we work our way through this passage, this text together. Isaiah, chap well, sorry, Numbers chapter 6. Numbers 6, which I just read, is a rather familiar text, I would think. Uh, many of you will have heard that. I hope that you will have heard it, because I have been using it consistently this past year, every time we close out a, a sermon. Lots of you, I'm sure, know the meaning of the word amen. Uh, amen is a, a word that basically has the Hebrew meaning of it's fixed, it's certain, it's sure, and kind of comes to have the idea of uh, let it be so. Uh, let it be, O oh Lord. So when we pray, we pray, we close with the word amen, and kind of the idea is, Lord, everything that we've said here in this prayer, now make it so, O oh Lord. Let it be that way. That's kind of what amen means. But my guess is that like you, uh, for me, like me, for you, the word amen basically means it's time to eat. Uh, you know, the prayer is over, uh, done, now we can eat. Or now, you know, we can move on to whatever is next. Uh, and the thought is that that's the same thing for a benediction. Uh, a benediction uh, has a certain meaning, it has a certain purpose, but for most of us, it kind of means, okay, the service is over and we can leave. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, some of you might remember, uh, Doug tried closing a service without the benediction. And so, you know, we had a song, the song ended, and everybody just kind of stood there, not sure what to do. And Doug and I are looking at each other, and finally he pops up and, and gives a benediction because we close the service with a benediction. If you're here, you know that that's part of the idea. And a benediction means good words, good speaking. It is the, it, it's that, that imagery here that on God's behalf, I am standing here giving you a benediction. I am speaking good words to God's people. But the benediction largely serves two purposes. It just doesn't close out the service. I mean, that's part of it, I guess. Um, but it serves two purposes. A benediction at the end of a worship service is intended to be that, that moment that kind of says, okay, here's a culmination of everything that we've done up until this point. We've sung, we've prayed, we've listened to God's word, we've done all of these, we've had an offering, we've done all of these things. The benediction kind of wraps it up and kind of says, okay, everything that we have been building to, everything that we've done so far is kind of right here in the benediction. So a good benediction kind of wraps up the service for us. But secondly, it also is intended to be that last thing that we hear as we gather together. It's not us singing. It's not us talking to God. It's God talking to us. And so the last thing that we have as we go out the doors together is hearing God's word say to us, okay, this is my blessing upon you. God's, God sends us forth with a blessing so that 
A benediction serves both to wrap up what was during the worship service and point us towards what is coming ahead. I like wrapping up a year, or in this case, starting a new year, with a benediction. I like doing that because, uh, and you will have experienced this over the past couple of weeks, uh, uh, people have been trying to summarize. How do we look back at 2021? Uh, we all struggled with this looking back over 2020. Uh, you know, how, how do we summarize what took place this past year? Uh, there was so much, uh, and so much that nobody could anticipate. How do we, how do we wrap up that year? And, and not only that, but what are we anticipating? What are we looking forward to in 2022? How do we, how do we look ahead at what God has for us? How do we think through what was in, uh, in 2021, and how do we look forward to what is coming for us in 2022? I think, just like a benediction does a good job of wrapping up a worship service, looking at what was and sending us forth into what is, I want to try to look at this very same text that I have been using to wrap up our worship services through 2021 and try to say, okay, maybe this is a good way of looking at 2021 as a whole. And maybe it's the way it should launch us into 2022. Because, I think that way because uh, we are so dominated, as is appropriate, we are so dominated by our circumstances. It's hard for us to think of 2021 without thinking of COVID. It's hard to think about 2021 without thinking of the people that we lost or uh, the positive things that took place, the things that we gained. We are dominated by our circumstances but in the Lord's eyes, he sees us somewhat differently. And I picture that largely by the passage in which we just read. Now, I didn't just read the benediction, if you followed with me. I just didn't start with the Lord bless you and keep you, that passage in which you're familiar with. I added that previous verse, the, the two verses before that. So if you have your Bibles, you can see here that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons. Aaron and his sons basically fulfill the pastor role in this case. They're kind of, they're the priests, so they would be the ones kind of like me uh, that would be blessing the God's people. Speak to Aaron and his sons and say to them, tell them, this is the way you shall bless the people of Israel. This is what you say to them. In other words, what captivates me about this right off the bat is that this whole idea of a benediction, this whole idea of a blessing that we're going to work our way through, this whole idea of, of sending people out with a, with a good word from God is not my idea. It's not Moses' idea. It's not Aaron's idea. It's God's idea. It is God that wants you to think about this past worship service that we've had at the end of the worship service when I say the benediction. It's God that wants you to think about that worship service that way. It's God that wants you to leave this worship service with what ringing in your head? This blessing. Now, I'm no prophet. I don't hear God verbally speaking to me as though I wish I would. But going into 2021, I had in my mind that this was going to be the benediction that I used all year long. And if it's true that the Lord leads us and guides us, and I think we all understand that he does, I would like to think that it is true that the Lord led me to use this benediction for this congregation so that God could say, in the midst of every other thing that you think about, and appropriately so, that you think about when it comes to 2021, 
This is the way that God wants you to see it. And as you move into 2022, this is the way that God wants you to see it. There are going to be other ways and other appropriate ways, but this is the way I believe God wants us, at least initially, to think about 2021, what just happened, and about where he is taking us in 2022. So we have the passage. Now, the, the, you're, if you've heard this benediction, I'm sure that you have, but if you've thought it through, you know that there are uh, a series of different things that are said. There are six different items here. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you, the Lord be gracious to you, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and the Lord give you his peace. Okay, there's six different items that here. If you get technical about it and it's kind of hard when you just hear it but if you look at it on the page you can kind of see that it kind of breaks itself into three couplets and so you can kind of think of that you know the first couplet kind of talks about prosperity the second couplet kind of talks about our pardon before God the third couplet kind of talks about peace before God you can kind of look at this like there are three different things or you can look at it like there are six different things and I don't think either of those are really what we're asking. When we say the Lord wants to bless us, he's not blessing us with six different ideas or even three different ideas. What the Lord's doing is he's saying, look, here is my blessing. And then he says, okay, now let's take a look at this. What, and, and when you break it down, you look at it in six parts. It's kind of, I, I picture looking at a painting. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, and you won't remember this, but I do because I, I reflect back on my sermons often. I use paintings a whole lot as illustrations. I have zero artistic ability. I mean, absolutely none. So I have no idea why paintings always come to mind. But when you picture a painting, you could analyze it in terms of the brush strokes, the canvas, the frame, the art colors, and those kind of, You know, you could pick out six different ideas, but that's not the point. The point is to look at the painting and see it as a unified whole. All of those little parts kind of make up the unified whole, which is the artist's intention. I think what we have here is not six different ideas, God saying, okay, here, first this, this. Now, we're going to look at the passage that way. That's how we're going to work our way through it. But I don't, want you to be, I don't want you to miss that idea that God has six different ideas for you. No, he doesn't. God has, God's encouraging you to look at 2021 and to anticipate 2022 with this idea, bang, one big idea. Now, we're going to look at it in six different parts, but realize that it holds together as one idea. Passage begins, it says, the Lord bless you. Now, may the Lord bless you. So it's a request. What we're doing is we're setting up a a, a request, and it's interesting, God says to a a Moses, tell Aaron, God tells Aaron, I want you to bless the people, God says, I want you to bless the people by asking for them that I would do this, okay? That's kind of the way it's set up. May the Lord bless you. Um, and for us, that's the, the overriding idea, and it's fairly straightforward. If you've been around church for any amount of time, uh, you will run across the word blessing. It's a, a popular idea, and most of us can immediately associate generally what it means, uh, and, and we're generally correct about that. When we talk about God's blessings, we're talking about the good things that God gives us, the, the, the things that are joyous, the things that are happy, the things that bring us uh, pleasure, those kind of things. When, when, when I say, 
almost universally, if you ask me for a question or to me to pray for you or something like that, and I pray God blesses you, I almost exclusively am saying, God, in my mind, bring something into their life that is pleasurable. Bring something into their life that brings joy. Bring, get, bring good things into their lives. That's what we understand blessings to be. So when we're saying here right off the bat, may the Lord bless you, Certainly part of what we're doing, at least, is saying, God, let good things happen to them. And that's, I suspect, the automatic way that most of us think about it. And that's accurate to the, as far as it goes. But blessing is different. Blessing is a little bit more comprehensive. It's a little larger uh, for us. And when you look back at 2021, I don't know your, uh, all of your own experiences. Perhaps 2021 in the midst of COVID and everything else was a great year for you. That's great. I'm so glad. But for a lot of people, it, it's tough when we look back at 2021 or when we anticipate what's coming in 2022, it, it's hard to think of the good things, the blessings, all these positive things that God is going to pour out into our lives or has poured out, poured out into our lives. And so it's, it's easy to sit and think when we're talking about blessings, if we're saying, God, give good things to us, a whole lot of us can sit there and think, 2021, God didn't answer that prayer. God wasn't doing a real good job because by golly, with COVID and with everything else going on in this world, you know, our political situation, our social situation, the world situation, you know, wow, where is this blessing, the good things God is at? But a blessing is larger than that. To be happy is almost completely overwhelmed by circumstances. You are happy or you are unhappy based upon the nature of your circumstances. Things are going well for me, things are happy, uh, things are positive, I'm happy. Things are negative, things are going hard for me, I am unhappy. Happiness is very often a measure of your circumstances. Blessedness is totally different. To be blessed is to be put into a state of being, into a, a situation for you to have the state as you're standing before God of blessedness. Most of us know this intuitively when we deal with somebody who is going through a miserable time in their life and yet they keep saying, I am really blessed. And you sit there and you think, Everything about your circumstances is terrible. And yet when they say, I am blessed, we either walk away sitting thinking they're hypocrites or they're stupid, they don't know what's going on around them, or we sit there and acknowledge that there's something different between our circumstances and this state of blessedness. That indeed we can be blessed before God. We can be in a state of blessedness and be unhappy. We can be in a state of blessedness and there just be a miserable life going on around us, things that are broken and things that are hard. And I think, in my own personal experience, just for what I experienced in 2021, the only way to sit there is think either God failed to bless me or I was in a state of being where God's goodness was all around me, even in the midst of these terrible situations and unhappy times that I had in 2021, so regardless of the circumstances, I was in this position of blessedness. When we look at 2022, 
if indeed this is God's blessing for us as we move into 2022, then the promise here, God saying to Aaron, this is how I want you to bless the Israelites, this is how I want you to bless the Hebronites, I want you to remind them that they are blessed. May the Lord bless you all the way through 2022. That doesn't mean, it does to some extent mean good things, but it means more than that. It means a state of being. If you've got children, uh, particularly adult or adultish in children, you know what it's like to pray this prayer. I, I want my kids to have a happy marriage. I want them to have good jobs. I want them to have, I want all the circumstances in their lives to be positive, but I'll trade them all for a state of blessedness. Isn't that really what we're asking for? And that's exactly what God is giving when he says here in the opening lines of this blessing, of this benediction, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord keep you. Uh, now, this does not mean like may the Lord hold on to you. You know, I, 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 you know, I keep my heart in my chest, or I keep, you know, money in my pocket or something like that. Uh, uh, keep rather here has in mind, uh, if you've got that old English kind of mentality of, uh, of a castle. You know, what's a castle? A castle is a keep. Um, and so when it says, when the Lord may the, may the Lord keep you, the imagery here is, is in protection. It's uh, may the Lord, uh, the other way in which the word is often used in, in the Old Testament is may the Lord build a hedge around you, a, a hedge of protection in such a way that nothing will come in. So when God cares for his vineyard and uh, Isaiah, the idea is here that he builds this hedge, this keep around the vineyard so that the vineyard might flourish and grow. And so when we say here, may the Lord bless you and keep you, what we're asking is may the Lord uh, may you recognize that the state of being in which you exist in is one of utter and complete protection and care. Now, I know as I look out that there are a number of you who have suffered significant losses in family members or in job situations or in relationships as I look out here in 2021. And it's hard, again, to sit there and think, where was this keep? Where was this hedge of protection? Where was, where was this promise of God? Either it's just not for me, or I missed it, or God's protection, the way he measures his protection, and what is care and safety and security in God's eyes is just frankly so much different than ours. And if I had to take one, I'd take God's perspective. If his care for me, if his protection for me, if his safety and security for me and for you is at its most, at its best, even when you suffer loss in family or loss in relationships, or in your workplace, or whatever. We're stuck either thinking God didn't protect me, or his protection is so much bigger than the way in which I think. God's care and protection for us 
as you, move, as you think about 2021 and you think of everything that went wrong there, all of that happened within the care and the protection of God. I think there's no other way to understand the scope of the scriptures than to embrace that. Which means then, looking forward to 2022, you are forever, forever in God's protection and care. There is never a second, never a moment where you are outside of the safety and the security of God and the love of Christ. Never. That's the blessing that God has for us when he says, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Now, the face to shine upon you, this is, uh, again, it's kind of easy to imagine because all of us know what it means like when, when your mom looks at you with a glowering face, okay? You know, you got the opposite of a face shine. You know what that is, the glowering face. So a face shine is just this beaming thing. Uh, the, the, the imagery is make it as day. May God make as day his face upon you. So in other words, when God looks at you, may he beam and shine and brightness right upon your life. Now, translate this into our human relationships and you know what this means. What this means is nothing short of this. May you find yourself in situations where you bring God pleasure. Listen to that. Where you bring God pleasure. God, an emotive being, experiences joy, experiences pleasure. And this prayer, this benediction is, will you find yourself, in, in 2021 you did, 2022 may you yet find yourself in situations where you bring God pleasure. Now, most of us, again, have such a static view of God that we can't imagine him in a situation where he's excited, where he's happy, where he's looking at something you're doing and he's full of pleasure in what you are doing. And yet that's exactly what this blessing is asking for. May you get yourself in a position where your face shines, where, sorry, where God's face shines as he looks upon you. And may he be gracious to you. Once again, a fundamental the fundamental characteristic of the gospel message, that God treats us like we do not deserve. He treats all of us guilty sinners with grace, so much more pleasurable, so much more wonderful than what we deserve. But I want to focus on the other part of that statement. May God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now, the reason why I highlight this is because the opening line of that passage says, and God says to Aaron, this is how you will bless them. This is how God will pour his blessing upon all of them. And in English, we've got that problem where you, or Y-O-U word, means either plural or singular, and you can't always tell. And I want to tell you the joy of realizing in this passage that that you is singular. May God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you as an individual. 
all this stuff I'm talking about, 2021, 2022, people having difficult times, you can get esoteric and we can look around this congregation and think, okay, this congregation as a whole, maybe 2021 wasn't so terrible and we can talk about God's protection for 2021 in this congregation as a whole and that's not what this passage is saying. This passage is saying that God is going to be gracious to you, each and every one of us as individuals and there's so easy to think of God's grace as this big amorphous thing that kind of smears itself out across everybody. No, this blessing is that God would be gracious to you as an individual. May he lift up his countenance upon you. Lift up his countenance. Countenance is just another word for face, so it's very similar to the earlier line. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he turn his face toward you. That's the way some of the other translations have it. May he turn his face towards you. And you know what that's like because you know what it feels like to feel the other thing when somebody turns their back upon you. I would rather have a heated argument with every one of you than to have you shun me, have you turn away from me. It's just a completely different feeling. And, you know, if you, if you were in high school, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you, you know what it's like for somebody to shun you, for them to turn their back upon you, for them not to include you. And here is the imagery that the blessing is, may God turn toward you. May you have that embrace of his presence and may he give you peace. May he give you shalom, that essence of the peace of God. And peace is a relational term. It, it's not just may you have this sense of peace. That's part of it. But may that inner sense of peace, that inner sense of wholeness, that's what shalom means, that completeness, that, is, that cannot happen outside of relational connections. And the major relational connection that God has in mind here is with himself. May God this year, and in 2021, his overriding understanding is that his desire is to have you at peace with himself. That relational connection. It's also a communal connection, though. It's not just us as individuals being at peace, but it is us as a body being at peace. That's how God understands the idea of his peace, that it's a communal sense. Finally, it's a redemptive sense. You cannot have shalom without realizing that it took the cross to get there. You cannot experience the peace, the fullness, the, the completeness of God in our relationship with him, in our relationship with others without re realizing the redemptive character of it, that it came at the cost of Christ's own life. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give to you his peace. And the last line that Moses then adds to this, or God then adds to this to Moses, in verse 27 he says, so they shall put my name, so they, Aaron and his sons, when they bless everybody, so me, when I stand in front of you and give the benediction, so I will put my name, so they, the preacher, will put God's name upon them. 
Think about what that means. That by giving the benediction, that by hearing the benediction, that by embracing the benediction, yes, this is true, this is for me, that you are taking upon yourself God's name. Now we know the name is not just the three letter, little letters, G-O-D, that the name of God is his character. It's his essence. It's all that he is. When you hear the benediction, you walk away from this place, not just realizing the blessings of God and his face shining upon you and all those kind of things, but you walk out of here with God's name upon you, with his character, with his essence all upon you. How do we think about 2021? Well, we've got to assess it politically. We've got to assess it socially. You're going to assess it in your own family relationships. All of those things are legitimate and must be done. But I think it's going to be impossible for us not to assess it. Also with the idea that if you're a faithful worshiper in the sanctuary, you left two times a month hearing this blessing of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and to give to you his peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, now and forevermore. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, that of course is exactly what we desire, to have that peace of Christ overflow us and work into our lives. Lord, to have your face shine upon us, to be touched by the grace that you give to us as individuals, to have that protection, that care, and to be in that state of being, that state of blessedness that only comes when we are relationally secure with you, when we are safe in, uh, in your grace for us, and when you, we have known and experienced the redemption that is ours in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, in whose name we pray, amen.